Why Segment Routing, episode 41. Welcome back, my friends, nerds, geeks, and ziglets out there. Today, I have another episode of the Zigbits Network Design Podcast, where zigabytes are faster than gigabytes. As always, my goal is to provide you with real-world context around technology. I'm your host, ZigZiga. Welcome back to the show today, everyone. Thank you all for listening. Um, we have a, a, a guest expert show today, um, a, a friend of mine, Siraj Sony. I'm going to might be pronouncing his last name or his first name wrong. I call him Sony, but Siraj Sony is joining us today. Uh, Sony has been working in our industry for for ten years, um, probably ten years plus by now, in multiple verticals to include uh, enterprise networks and service provider networks, and, and those are those are just his core ones. There's a whole bunch more that he works on. He is a, a triple CCIE. Um, he holds the route switch CCIE, the security CCIE, and the service provider CCIE. So he's a triple threat. He has numerous other vendor certifications, including F5, Nokia, etc. He has been in a number of different roles in his career, such as solutions architects, uh, network consultants, and he currently is a senior network manager for a company in Singapore. So all the way from Singapore, please welcome my friend Sony to our show today. Welcome, Sony. How are you doing today, buddy? Hey, Zig. I'm doing great. Hello, guys. Well, I know I know we talked. We've been talking back and forth in email for a while now, and finally getting on the podcast, getting on the recording. Um, this is a really big step for us. I think. I think it's awesome. So I'm really excited about today's show. Um, I know you're coming from Singapore. I know it's pretty late your time, right? So it's like uh, 8 p.m. or 9 p.m. or whatever. Um, we have a huge uh, time zone difference between uh, the U- the states and, and Singapore. So, well, um, do you want to tell anything or, or say anything specific about yourself to the to the the, the audience today? Okay, so you covered pretty much Zig uh, about me. Thanks for the introduction. And uh, that's all pretty much about me. So currently I'm uh, uh, handling the implementation. And uh, if we talk about specifically topic which we are working on, segment routing. So I'm working on segment routing. It's more than, uh, it's near about three years now. And uh, it's uh, it's when it got announced out by Cisco. Uh, it was there out in the market, but not quite famous. Cisco was uh, <clears throat> planning to work on these technologies to announce new stuffs and integrate this with the new software-defined SP core network. So uh, that's all. I guess we we are going to start. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So you're working with segment routing. So here, let, let's kind of set the stage a little bit, right? So um, Sony, Tony is joining us today uh, on the Zigbits Network Design Podcast because we are starting a mini-series, uh, kind of a, a small little mini-series on segment routing. We're going to highlight segment routing. We're going to go into some detail on segment routing and, and kind of get that the design aspects of segment routing and why we would want to even talk about segment routing. What 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 is segment routing? And what's the purpose of it? So we, we have kind of a, a slate of about five podcast episodes that we're going to put in this mini series today. Um, not today, but over the course of the next couple months. And then we're also going to do a couple blog posts. I don't know. We don't have a set number of blog posts, but we're going to add some additional content uh, on the blog side to really reinforce the top topics that we are covering in this mini kind of series that we have here. So today's topic is segment routing and our title is uh, really why segment routing. So if you want to just kind of kick that off, Sony, if that's a good start for you. So basically, Zig, we need to understand why this segment routing stuff come into the picture. So uh, before we proceed, we should know that where exactly it fits in because I have seen many people have wrong assumption like 
segment routing is something uh, replacing MPLS. Uh, people even have the uh, wrong assumption that, okay, MPL is something replacing BGP in the SP core. So uh, that's not 100% uh, true. So uh, for that, let me introduce something about uh, where the segment routing fits in. So uh, we know that IP is a data plane protocol. And to run IP, we need to have a control plane protocol, which can which can be any uh, IGP, ISIS, OSPF, VIGRP, any one of them. Similarly, MPLS is a data plane protocol, and even though it works out overlay, but it's again data plane, and we need a control plane to set it up. So, uh, before uh, jumping into the segment routing, what all the control plane protocols we were having for MPLS is LDP and RSVP. Now. We are coming out with the new control plane protocol for MPLS. So I'm just repeating this thing to be very clear that segment routing is a control plane protocol for MPLS. Okay. It has nothing to do with the IP BGP and it is not replacing MPLS. It's a control plane. So at the, at the control plane level, segment routing does the same which LDP and RSVP was doing. But the question here comes in is, then why LDP and RSVP is out? Why we need segment routing? LDP and RSVP was working absolutely fine since decades. So why the new thing come into the picture? The new uh, technology came into the picture because of the new era of networking which is out there in the market, which is known as software-defined network. Software-defined network was... Uh, announced for enterprise network it got quite famous we have lot of different different automation software defined technologies different vendor have their own software defined solutions which is out there now they want to expand this to service provider core network also so that they, they they can leverage the automation they can leverage the auto provisioning they can leverage the uh, intelligence of the uh, machines into the network intelligence of the application into the network of sp core as well so uh, let me just assume uh, i want you to just assume a scenario that uh, there is a customer okay yep. who is having so that customer is somewhere in australia okay is having their own data central in somewhere in states so uh, he cannot have a direct peering from his uh, enterprise head office to the data center. So he must need a service provider in between. Okay, maybe many service provider, not one. So we are just assuming a SP core network has to be there in between to connect his head office to the data center, which is in United States. Now the thing is, for an example, a, a specific project has came in and. Uh, he, he needs to develop an application which is a voice and video application. For an example, like Cisco WebEx or Skype, it's a kind of application he develops his, in, in his data center. Okay. And now the users who are sitting in Australia or somewhere in the East Asia, they are accessing that. Now, the, what, what do they expect from service provider? What they are expecting? So, when I say voice and video, voice and video application demands what? from application, uh, from network. It demands the low latency. Yep. Right. It, it does not need a higher bandwidth path or something. It requires a low latency. But it's a big challenge for service provider. Why? Because it's a big customer of them. He is asking, 
hey i need a path with the low latency for my this specific application now the challenge come into the picture he the service provider needs to analyze entire end to end path you, maybe there are multiple service provider he need to collaborate with them because customer don't care it hardly matter for the customer how many service providers you are in between i want my end to end connectivity that's all it service providers had it who who need to think that okay there are three uh, service pro, uh, core networks coming in between i need a end to end path okay with the low latency yeah all they care about is application right that they want their application to be functional across that end to end path because at the end of the day what matters to the customer customer matters the application he don't care about network he don't care about technology whether running what device it's a, he don't care actually he cares his application should be work, uh, working absolutely fine at the end of the day user should not complain so for that somehow let's say sp core uh, uh, network they found out a path with uh, low latency okay as expected by the customer so what they need they, what they want to do next they need to reserve that path and you know the reservation the path, the resource reservation we are using uh, we were using rsvp protocol for that yep. and we know how heavy is it okay how lengthy configuration we need to make it is a per hope uh, tunnel so we need to create end to end hope by hope tunnels and reserve a specific path and when we say for a specific application what level of visibility we have the only visibility there is the ip that's yeah, all. that's it. So let me let me just set the stage here though, because we're talking about a lot of stuff here. I want to make sure. So, um, uh, Sony was just mentioning MPLS, like traffic engineering. I mean, RSVP is really that, right? And so, if you're not familiar with MPLS traffic engineering tunnels, you really have to configure them hop by hop through your your service provider core, and it can be and it's it's uh, you got to configure them bi-directional. There's two different configurations, um, so it's not like you configure it once and you're done. You have to go through your entire core and configure it. Um, and if you're doing any other protection, like node protection or link protection, in addition, then you have to calculate or configure um, backup paths and all that kind of stuff. And that's one way when you do that. So you have to do the back the the, the other direction as well and it's very tedious and very time consuming right it is and it's a big time pain for all the sp core engineers also okay so uh, that's one uh, so here the first issue is the visibility the only visibility is ip tomorrow my customer got changed his ip submit he just changed one ip address of the application boom service provider is gone because this, that was the only visibility he was having now let's say after a week customer is saying i'm done with this application it was for a testing only now let's develop a another application which may be a file download like a filezilla mm-hmm. or something which requires a higher bandwidth path because he wants to download some files from his data center to his head office so he 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 just developed a application which is back and forth fetching the files from the data center now again another challenge for service provider now he is asking for a path with the higher bandwidth so as he is having a quite good volume of the traffic coming in back and forth so he need a reserved path and sp core has to provide because they gave the sla so they have to provide the reserved path to him which is again a big time pain for the service provider so again same story he somehow got the path with the higher bandwidth he created per hope tunnels provide protection everything but what about the previous one what about the tunnels which were configured previously 
is does anyone have the courage to delete any tunnel from a <laughs> router well it's uh, i'll mean let me lose it use an analogy for the for the people that are listening like so you know you make those firewall rules right and you make a ton of firewall rules for an application and then you don't know the application is gone or not so like by the time you know time passes you have thousands of thousands of firewall rules in your firewall but no one has the 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 idea that they can go in there and remove those firewall rules because if they break something that's business impacting they just broke the business so they're not going to remove those firewall rules those those firewall rules are going to be there forever it's the same thing here no one's going to remove those MPLS traffic engineering tunnels or those RSVP you know tunnels they're going to be there because no one wants to break the business they actually they don't know why it is there who is using it which application it transit they know they can see oh there is no traffic on the tunnel but still they cannot delete because don't know tomorrow if traffic comes in and hit so it is like unnecessary thousands of tunnels which are configured on the core router and whomsoever try to even touch boom out of the company bye bye so that's the nature how sp cores work and that complex network too much configuration and then they may blame the devices this device is not giving actual throughput this device is not performing as expected but see the unnecessary load you are putting on the devices okay but actually it is not a fault of any sp core or it's not a fault of even customer he he is generating business by developing application so he have to develop and he need sp core to give the path so that's the nature of both of them business okay so that's now kind of, that's kind of like the, that's setting the stage right that's the legacy state that's before segment routing comes in that's what the customer has to deal with and what the the provider has to deal with today so um with all that kind of setting the stage and the different you know use some use cases there which i like the the voice and video use case where you need low latency and then the higher bandwidth needed for like a file download or whatever which is a, a second loose use case so let's transition i guess right to um how does segment routing fix these? How does how does it resolve these issues? But that's what I think you're going is it's going to resolve these. So actually, the uh, before because what I believe so is before knowing any new solution or technology, we need to know the drawbacks first of all. That's if we don't know the use case away, why we need it, then everyone just thinking, hey, he is teaching, but why he is teaching this? Why I need it? My net- network is perfectly fine. So that's why I highlight all the use cases, all the issues which were there earlier now the question is how segment routing is going to resolve this so uh, for your understanding zig segment routing is not the one who is going to resolve this segment routing is a part is a technology which is a part of a solution which solution is derived to achieve to basically overcome all these issues okay segment routing was part of that solution again a technology cannot resolve issues a solution can resolve the issues okay and technology there are many kind of technologies come into the picture when we talk about a big solution so what uh, let me explain what uh, the what was the solution first of all then uh, why segment routing come into the picture i'll go there okay perfect that's a good path i like it yeah so basically what type of solution which means it's not only cisco uh, all the vendor uh, have that uh, kind of solution okay so but what they did they place a controller okay that it may be any open sdn controller or i, I don't want to get into any vendor specific things 
so it can be a open controller who is having the intelligence to understand the application and network okay how these things will work how uh, what are the technicalities of this i will get into them later on but first of all at very high level so we have a controller now who is having the visibility into the customer data center as well as into the sp core network okay now what all protocols there how controller will have visibility that we will talk later when we get into the technicalities perfect this controller right now just assume that this controller is having the visibility into the da- customer data center as well as it have the visibility into ma- into the sp core network end to end visibility when i say visibility that mean to say it have the path details end to end from the head office of the customer all the way to his data center okay i'm just uh, taking an example of a specific customer so now what happens he developed the application just take dark our example that voice and video application now when he develops that application your controller is having an eye in, on your data center your application server have the integration with the controller using any kind of api whatever the application and the controller supports using that api that server that application is integrated with the controller so now when the application developer develops the application controller will fetch that details of that particular application okay from the server using whatever api or kind of application uh, what they are using so based on the needs of that application because when we say controller or when we say sdn controller we are referring a very intelligent device okay yep. you know very like well. a brain yeah i got you yep. it, it, it is a brain it's a brain but it's a brain for a a network yep so uh, he basically understand the needs of the application that okay this is a voice and video application its nature is to have a low latency path okay and it does not need much bandwidth now as this controller is already having the visibility into the sp core network now he will find out the path instead of a network engineer is finding out and we all know very well that uh, the the time which a engineer will take to find out the path or a controller will take okay so it is uh, within seconds only it won't take more than that and that's dynamically, right? The controller is going to find a dynamic path to take for that yep. traffic, right? It, yeah. It's based on the dynamics. It's based on the given constraints. It's based on the application needs. And the health of the environment? Does it do any sort of like health controls of the, the paths that are there? Yep, there are. There are. It depends actually type of the controller. Okay. How much, uh, how, how much uh, he can leverage from the network. Okay. So it, it totally depends because we may have a very... a base controller who may not have much intelligence or we may have a very advanced controller who is having all these visibility so it, it totally depends on the type of the controller we will talk about that on the later on podcast when we get into the details yeah yeah again this is a, a mini series everyone so we're just kind of beginning here so we won't go into all these details this is really kind of setting the stage for the next 4 to 5 episodes so keep that in mind yeah okay so now now the controller as he is having the visibility into the network he find out the path that okay this is the path with the low latency so i'm just assuming it's a a b c d this is the hops which are coming in between uh, in the path uh, of the low latency now the question is 
how will router knows that they need to forward the traffic of this particular application is controller going to configure anything on the router the answer is no there is nothing is going to be configured on the router no tunnels no reservation nothing but instead of configuring the router he will put the information of the path so as how the information like a b c d these are the hops so that information is actually placed into the application itself and i am telling that application server hey when you generate the traffic you put this path detail in your packet it's a it's a kind of a stack okay so just add this stack into your packet so when you are going into the network so based on that stack you will decide which hop you wants to reach which hop you want to use so that's why segment routing is also known as source routing earlier we were used to do destination routing where we when packet arrives then we decide where to send right so based on my routing table forwarding table whatever table we am using based on that one packet arrives i will look into the destination field and then based on that i will decide okay here to send now packet itself is having the information where he wants to go so real quick i got a question right so i'm going to ask right and i might get too technical so i apologize but um so that information that that on um, the controller this open software defined controller right um is putting in the application how is it putting in the application is that in a packet is that a segment routing it's putting in a field what what is it doing yeah so that uh, it's a very good question zik so how this uh, information is getting into the packet is it's a stack of uh, labels i will say okay so they are not your usual labels like ldp or rsvp labels they are known as sid segment id okay and those segment ids are generated by segment routing so wh what's the prerequisite we got from here now the prerequisite is network should be segment routing enabled and he should be able to generate sid values okay sid i am referring segment identification okay so it's 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 we call it sid value which is nothing more than like a mpls label only okay yep i got it um now how is that done like so let's say i have a server right and i have i don't know i'm running my application i don't know if it's voice or video or if it's a file right how is the controller modifying the packets is it has like an agent or anything is it doing it through an api call how is it going to that server that application and and adding in that segment id yeah so basically controller is not going to edit the packet okay he will just fill, uh, he just create the list of dot sids okay which is known as sid list okay it's a stack so it he push that stack towards the server and saying whenever you generate the application uh, the voice and video application that traffic you just put that stack into the packet you have not you you don't need to do anything you do not need to tweak the packet you don't need to tweak the uh, application you just uh, once you are done once your packet is created whatever size is depends on the application after that packet put this stack in so you know that when packet comes on the router what what first thing router will check router will check the outermost label the topmost label okay yep. so as per the stack so as as i took the example a b c d so he created the stack of a b c d and put into the packet now when packet arrives router look into the he saying hey this packet is already labeled this packet is already having the label saying first of all go to a 
so the the job responsibility of the router right now is only that telling where is a where it's where's the next hop it's going to or something right it's taking that, that it's almost like a label but it's it's a path so it's it's saying okay well hey i got this packet coming in it's already got a label or a path like um, in it and i need to send it to a or i need to send it to b or whatever the next hop is and then it's gonna be the same process as the next router right i get that i just was curious like how is that actually put into the packet but we'll get into details on that i know in, in later episodes so yep yep we'll get into the, those details okay so that putting into the uh, what you call it, packet is basically depends on the how server and how that uh, API is communicating with the controller and server back and forth. So they will do that communication. But I'll highlight that part also and will make better more sense to you in the later on podcast. Yeah, it might make sense for that to be in a blog, just so we're because I think that I, I, I you know, I'm trying to think of how the, the listeners are gonna gonna ask, right? What they're gonna ask. So and I know enough about segment routing to get myself in trouble. Um, so um, I think that might be something that we wanna put in a blog because how that works, how the controller and being an open controller, right? And we're not being vendor specific, um, it's vendor agnostic. Um, how does that controller um, tell the the application or the server to put that in for that stack in the packet. I think that'd be huge just to, to highlight and take some screenshots and just kind of put some wording down. Um, and we can work on that as a kind of extra content for this mini series. Look, we'll do, we'll do, we'll do that. Okay, I will try to highlight that part. I need to get into some API and application stuff for that, but I will do that. Okay. Yep. For, yep. Uh, Same here. Yep. We'll work on it together, man. I got you. All right, keep going. I'm listening. Okay, so uh, now the thing is, packet is already having stack, okay, which is uh, known as SID list, okay. Yep. So the SID list, when packet arrives on the router, router looks into the SID list. The topmost label says, "Hey, he wants to go to A." What router will do? Router will check its own basic routing table, saying, "Where is A? A is, let's say, my next stop." Okay, you go. Now, router is not deciding where to send the packet router is just telling where is where you want to go is this one packet itself is telling that hey i want to go to a i want to go to b i want to go to c and then d and then i will leave the network so so this way am i configuring any kind of tunnel on the router am i configuring any kind of reservation on the router no <laughs> of course not you're not doing anything on the router yeah, packet itself, it's just a routing. Router should know where is the destination. So that is obvious that there is a IGP, there is a everything running and router know where all routers are. So based on that information, they will forward. Now the question here is, I am saying that packet having the information that he wants to go to A. Now router, how will he understand where is A? Because when the, he looks into the routing table or forwarding table, he have destination prefix, right? How how he, he knows that, okay, this is the SID value and where the SID value belongs to, that their segment routing come into the picture. Segment routing is actually quite different if you compare with the traditional LDP RSVP. So if you remember, Zig, when we configure LDP or RSVP, there is a, uh, you can say, signaling which is happening for them, okay, by which they will propagate the label information. So for an example, LDP is using TCP, UDP, port 646, right? By which he will uh, basically signal the information. He will signal the label information with his neighbor back and forth. They send hello messages. Everything means there is a dedicated signaling. But for segment routing, there is no signaling. 
segment routing is completely uh, i can say signal free protocol okay where it does not require any kind of signaling and it uses the igp signaling so for an example you are running ospf or iss any of one of them okay so the segment routing says hey i don't need any specific signaling i don't need any specific neighborship with the peer i will use your existing ospf and iss to flood my information with the help of some additional tlvs in the iss and with the help of some additional uh, traffic engineering lsas or pack lsas in the ospf segment routing will flood his own information his sid label information everything through their igp database itself that means no additional signaling protocols coming into the picture am i making sense to you zig oh yes definitely this is on on par i'm on with you so I mean that's a huge benefit though, right? There's no signaling um, needed for segment routing. It uses the underlay, or well, not the underlay, the IGP. I guess you could call it the underlay, um, and it, it just relies on the IGP hop by hop. So for all signal signaling going on. Yeah, so that's the actually main benefit which we are getting out of the segment routing. So now when I say they will flood this information using IGP. how igp floods using the link state database okay so currently only ospf and iss which are supported for your information for the segment routing okay and these are the only protocol i will guess okay which runs in the sp core network either iss or ospf no one is using rip or eigrp in the sp core network right so uh, that iss and ospf will feed that segment routing information in their link state database and when they flood that that they flood the information of segment routing as well so now what what exactly this information is okay so i'm not going damn in depth into the uh, segment routing stuff it's still i'm at very high level okay so that information of the segment routing is basically the that sid value okay so uh maybe zig you get confused that uh, how zig is sid value how it will be unique so for your information that sid value is basically a unique label value okay uh, i will explain that later on yep. how it get created but for your reference sid value is a unique value which is unique in entire segment routing domain means entire igp domain it has to be a unique value okay and one value assigned to one router it's not like rdp labels which is assigned for each prefix each destination prefix it is one one value one router okay okay one signal one router is it kind of like you're sending a, a value is just an identifier right to the router kind of router id you can say it's a kind of a router id which actually exists okay router id doesn't exist but this value does exist we need to configure that okay and this uh, value this router id value is used by the packet to identify his own, their own path into the network once it reached the last hope packet does not have uh, more label and it will be forwarded as per the ip packet so no path reservation no tunnel configuration i didn't put anything specific on the router it's all application controller and segment routing who is doing so we have three major component for this solution we need to have a application we need to have a sdn controller who can understand segment routing and application both okay 
by the way most of the uh, controller supports that even uh, i i'm not aware of whether you know or not there is a pce controller which is a ios xr box only even though that supports the segment routing so uh, that's not an issue and the third and most important thing is the segment routing which we need to enable so our network has to be a segment routing enabled network to achieve this solution okay so maybe you ask that hey what if i don't have controller let's say placing controller in a sp core network is not a easy job okay yeah <laughs> that's a great question yeah so let's say you were saying hey i don't have controller now what what if the segment routing you can still enable segment routing your packets will be forwarded by the use of segment routing the only thing you will you cannot leverage that source routing stuff where application itself know the path but still it's a normal label forwarding with much with more additional benefits okay which uh, which we'll highlight later okay so uh, the, that there is a topic i would like to add into the list that what if we use segment routing uh, without a controller what all benefits we will get yeah yeah we can add that as another topic right i think that's a great idea see this is this is going to morph man this is going to we're going to add more stuff as we go through these episodes so i like it yeah that we'll do that we'll do that because uh, some things uh, a, a few things are not you cannot keep all the time in your mind some things come in between when we are talking when we are discussing about that specific thing okay so uh now that okay our packets are forwarding we have the seed value no configuration on the router now when we say that we need a segment routing do we need any specific hardware is there any specific uh, new version of hardware required answer is no no hardware refresh required is a very big thing for sp core network they cannot do hardware refresh for decades so it's a only software of a upgrade okay which you need the code upgrade uh, once you reach that code upgrade where the segment routing is supported you are good to go there is no specific hardware requirement for the segment routing so so if i can just add something there right so that that's assuming that your hardware supports segment routing right yeah but if you have hardware that doesn't support segment routing like maybe it's legacy hardware then you would need to get like relatively new hardware right but again as i mentioned like there is no hardware dependency for the segment routing segment routing is dependent on the os code but if that os code is not supported on your hardware then it's the other story perfect yeah that's that's what i was trying to get at there right so obviously i'm aware i just wanted to make sure that that we're that the audience hears that too that that it's it's not a hardware dependent technology it's a software dependent technology but if that software can't run on your hardware then you do have to upgrade your hardware um so like you can't get like a 10 year old switch to, to run segment routing, right? That, that's what you can't, don't go out there and take what we're saying here and say that it's not a hardware issue. You just upgrade it to a software, right? You know, a 10 year old switch isn't going to run segment routing. So that's the one story. Now, what next? So our path has gone, our packet has gone. No unnecessary configuration on the router that first. Second, visibility. That's the main part. Am I configuring anything based on my application IP? I'm not configuring even anything. Uh, how matters that application? IP? Because application itself, whatever IP it is using, he is having the path information. So I don't care what IP, what port number. So now no more IP level visibility. That controller making your network aware of application level visibility, even though 
your devices are not that capable of having application level but due to just the having one controller in place your complete network is application visible network so based on that application whether it's a voice and video or it's a uh, higher uh, it's a file transfer application they all themselves having their path details okay so no more dependencies on the ip level no more dependencies on the uh, port number or anything because complete visibility is at the application level that's the second story so the, so for this is the entire solution okay I, I didn't get into the technicality or segment routing so far if this is the entire solution uh, if i want to name this solution is a software defined sp core network i can say but each and every vendor they have their own naming convention for this solution whatever they would like to say but for me it's a software defined sp core network which enables your network for application readiness which enables your network for tra forwarding traffic based on the application not on the ip and it can forward the traffic based on my sid values not the uh so ip address so i guess this is zig about the introduction where segment routing come into the picture how the solution is so i guess you like that you know, I think this is great. So I, I was listening a lot too, right? Because um, I, I've so just to, to, to level set for myself, right? I've done some segment routing work um, over the years. I, I love segment, round, segment routing. I think it has a huge play in a software-defined world. And and so the audience is is aware. Like uh, Sony and I did a really quick blue uh, outline for this episode, um, but we didn't tie like that. We were going to talk about software defined uh, or a controller at all. And it, I think it fits perfectly into the vision I see segment routing fitting moving forward. Is that you know segment routing is a key component in in the obviously in the service provider space, but it's also a key component. If you want to uh, inject application-aware information um, into your packets or into your data stream, um, and I see, I see, and this is just my opinion. This isn't like any vendor speak here. I see some routing filling a a higher purpose within software-defined networks moving forward um, if these if vendor solutions start to, to realize they can use segment routing to its fullest potential. So um, I think this was a great episode. I think it's really set the stage for, the, for everyone um, and we will dive into some more you know content in, in the next episode and, and the blog series once we start that too. I think this is great, man. So thanks for your time, Zig. I guess uh, that's uh, good for the first episode. Now we will get more technical stuff and the technicality of the technology as we proceed with our further podcast. Exactly, exactly. So before we jump off, right, uh, um, where where can the listeners, right, because we got a, got a bunch of listeners here, you know, you know, they've never probably heard you, right? So where can they find you on the interwebs? So uh, I'll post my LinkedIn address. You can find me on LinkedIn. I do have a YouTube channel where uh, not very often, rarely, I post the videos on the specific technology. Recently, I finished a MPLS bootcamp and I posted all the videos on my YouTube channel. So you can find me off in the LinkedIn or YouTube channel, I guess it's better. 
Okay. Well, um, uh, so I will have those links in the show notes, everyone. So um, you'll be able to access and you'll be able to connect with Sony directly. Um, I'll have his LinkedIn profile there and I'll have his YouTube channel um, and you can go and check out what he's got on his YouTube. So um, Sony, I really appreciate your time today, man. Uh, I think this is awesome. I'm really excited about the next episode. Um, we got a lot to cover, right? Segment running is kind of a big topic too. So I'm just excited, man. So um, any last minute words or anything to the, to the, the listeners? Yep, see you guys in the next episode. Hey friends, nerds, geeks, and ziglets, that's going to close out today's episode of uh, the Zigbits Network Design Podcast. And today we started out the segment routing miniseries with Sony. You can visit zigbits.tech to access the show notes. Today's show notes will be at zigbits.tech slash 41. That's for uh, zigbits.tech slash 41. If you liked today's episode, if you like this miniseries, if you find it inspiring, if it resonates something within you, please, please provide us some, some level of feedback, some, some information. You can find Zigbits on all of, the, all of the socials. That's Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. All you have to do is search for Zigbits. That's Z-I-G-B-I-T-S. You can always email us too. That's email is uh, feedback at zigbits.tech. Now I got to jump on this little, this um, off topic thing, right? So we're in the new year. It's 2019. If, if you are in need of coaching, if you're working on your new year's resolutions and, and you need some coaching, some mentoring, some leading, um, please do not hesitate on reaching out to me. Um, it, it, it's a new year and, and we all have goals, right? Maybe you're going after that next CCIE, or maybe you want to go after the CCDE, or maybe you're trying to go after a CCNA and you just need someone to help guide you. Please, please reach out. You can find all of my specifics on coaching and mentoring and leading by going to zigbits.tech and clicking on the work with me tab. Um, with the new year happening, my spots are filling up and I do have a day job and I do have you know a family and all that other stuff. So you know the quicker you reach out, the quicker you get a spot. All right. As always, I appreciate you. I thank you all for listening. Don't forget to join us in two weeks for another episode where we will continue to provide you real world context around technology. Bye for now.